welcome to Kaiba Health and Life. I'm your host, Kristen Wolosinovich, here with my beautiful co-host, Lisa Metropolis. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Lisa. We wore the wrong color today. I know. I am seeing the bright green, and I really think we should have coordinated it because I think that would also look very beautiful on us. But without further ado, it's our honor and privilege to introduce from the Disability Network, Chief Amazement Officer, emphasis on amazement, correct. Luke Zelly. Hello, sir. Hi, Luke. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you. And actually, uh, Lisa, thank you so much for scheduling Luke because we are very passionate about the Disability Network. Can you please give us a brief synopsis on what your organization does? Yeah, I think I'd probably start off with uh, what the Disability Network believes is that uh, everybody uh, is valued in our community. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a place where uh, we see the talent uh, the potential in everyone, and a place where we think connections matter. And so for us, it's really about um, helping people connect to their community, to their family, uh, to education in the workplace, uh, connecting to what makes them their best self. Yeah. Well, one of the core values for Kaiba Health and Life is advocating for the disabled. And you have provided um, actually a two-sheeter on information that sums up and gives us an umbrella on what would be categorized right. as disabilities. Right. And it really was surprising to me. It's yes. it's quite long, actually. It's quite long, yeah. You know, there are things on here, uh, allergies, uh, you know, irritable, irritable bowel syndrome, mm-hmm. um, some of these things, photosensitivity. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so some of these things that people don't recognize. Migraine headaches. Correct. Right. Yeah, I think so much of uh, kind of the civil rights movement and the discipline movement was focused on um, barriers, you know, yeah. accessibility barriers, attitudinal barriers. And, and so I think people throughout the years uh, considered disability, um, what comes to mind are folks in wheelchairs or folks sure. who are blind, uh, right. folks who are yeah. deaf, which is all true. But the disability community is so broad. Right. It includes people with ADHD, learning disabilities, asthma, uh, yeah. depression, anxiety, uh, so it's a whole range of things. And, you know, at the Disability Network, 90% of our uh, board and our staff are people with disabilities. So we're run by, governed by, yeah. uh, deliver services by people with disabilities. And they're in the trenches. Yes. Right. And they're going through mm-hmm. some of these disorders yeah. and disabilities, and they speak the language. They can mm-hmm. talk. They yeah. can speak to what is going right. on. And I know a big part of what your organization does is the advocacy and the education. That's key. Yeah, there's some things that uh, are pretty important to us, especially in Flint. You know, you think about uh, the water crisis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we look at um, the Flint community, you've got 20,000 people with disabilities um, who have college educations and are not working. Yeah. And I think of um, employment as one of the primary ways that you can help people to be independent. Yeah. Um, but so much of it is uh, around that stigma, that lack of knowledge and awareness of disabilities. And you know, they did a, uh, a study over in England uh, just a few years back around uh, people with disabilities and perceptions. And 75% of people are just terrified to walk up and have a conversation with the person with a disability. Wow. So, you know, part of that um, biases that people have, that unconscious bias is, is something that we're out in the community trying to change so we can move the needle on employment. Um, our board, our community, 
has set uh, a goal yes. uh, by 2020 that Flint and Genesee County will have the highest percentage of people with disabilities working in the nation. That's I love incredible. That. I yeah. love that. So Those much. are that is absolutely incredible. And I think too, what is important to know is uh, oftentimes the people who have disabilities they are receiving benefits. Yes, correct. They're yeah. receiving state benefits, but often there is that barrier to get out and work because. Yeah. They, their own self barrier that they don't think they can do it. Tell us a little bit how you help them overcome some of that, you know, that fear. Yeah, so so Flint is just an amazing uh, focal point for this. When I think about the high poverty rate that we've got in Flint, yeah. so you've got you know, 40% poverty, and you have a resilient community that just survives. I mean, they are That's hardworking. True. Grit, baby. We call it grit. Yeah. Yes. And so what happens when uh, a student uh, or a youth in Flint um, is labeled as having a disability with the best intentions, we provide all the wraparound supports. And I say we, the community, the government, uh, and which is great. So it helps that safety net. And it provides resources that they wouldn't otherwise yep. have received. But what tends to happen is uh, that income, uh, the supports that the child gets, ends up counting for about half of the family's income. And oh, so there's really no right. incentive uh, for the, the student to work. And so you start to get this generation of uh, poverty and disability right. and, and folks um, in poverty. And, and I would say uh, people with disabilities in general have a lack of access to health care and there's this stigma around um, disabilities like mental health mm -hmm. and yeah. so a lot of it um, can go untreated at times yes. and if you can break down that barrier really make um, that stigma fall away you'll have more people with disabilities self-disclosing you'll have more people wanting to work um, and I think part of what we're doing which is kind of innovative uh, you think of the uh, unconscious bias trainings that Starbucks has done, and yes. uh, I think it's Sephora. Um, it, they have. It's a yes. Yes. And yes. so part of what we're doing with the Flint and Genesee Chamber is unconscious bias training around disabilities. And Tell me a little bit about it. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's fascinating, it, yeah. and I think it's a, an incredible, like you said, innovative, mm -hmm. conceptual yeah. progression. Yeah, yeah so uh, we've worked with uh, a local company, uh, took their top 50 managers. They have about 800 employees. Uh, took their executive team and we did a, uh, a training on disabilities mm -hmm. and unconscious bias. And at the beginning of the training, we asked, you know, with an anonymous clicker, like how many folks in the room self-identify as having a disability and two out of 50 self-identified. We really walked through what disability is and what it isn't, kind of the conversations we were just having. It's on seasonal uh, affective disorder. You've got yeah. uh, diabetes, asthma. You had 45 out of the 50 people in the room self-identifying as having a disability. Wow. And all of a sudden, it isn't uh, that person across from you that you're terrified to have a conversation with. You're literally looking at yourself. That's you're right. looking at a community of, uh, of your peers. And so that's one small thing that uh, we've done to help remove some of that barrier. Wow, it's incredible. I will tell you, when you provided this to me, this information, mm -hmm. it changed my whole scope on what mm -hmm. disability and what umbrella under that terminology. And I will tell you, you brought up a very good point. You know, I have, um, we have two very good friends. One was uh, shot, shot and is a quadriplegic and the other has cerebral palsy and both are wheelchair, in wheelchairs. Yep. And both are big friends of the show we've had on guests. And what they've also explained to us is they come on and they talk about dating and they talk yeah. about getting their hair done, and they talk about everyday living. They are everyday, yep. they're, we're all the same. 
but they talk, you know, they have certain challenges and certain things that go along with being in a wheelchair. But, you know, our girl Angela Peters is like, I want to date. Yeah. I want to mm-hmm. ultimately get married. And it's it's hard because we when we're with them, we get it because we're with of them course. every day, yeah. but we're talking about the general public. Yeah. And that's something that that the disability network is out there advocating, educating, and really changing that stigma. Yeah, I think that's why shows like this are so important, yeah. uh, that you can have this dialogue uh, and get the conversation started. You know, we've done some pretty big changes in the last three years at the Disability Network, trying to be out in the community more, engaging more, uh, collaborative more, um, so accessible kayaking, uh, partnering with right. the Flint Watershed yes. Coalition. so exciting. Um, well, we you have a big event July 27th. You do. You do. do. Repelling over the edge. Yes. This is this is incredible because it's people with uh, disabilities, even some in wheelchairs. Uh, that And this happened, you did this last year as well. This is such a wonderful event, and people can sign up to do this. What is this? Yeah, so uh, what's really amazing when I think about what we can do in the community uh, for accessibility, I mean, who would have thought that you could have people in wheelchairs repelling over city buildings in downtown Flint? Yeah. Uh, so a year ago, we did uh, an Over the Edge Flint event. Yeah. Uh, we had 60 people with and without disabilities repelling, so we had community leaders media personalities uh, we have people with disabilities people who are blind people using wheelchairs i dominate lisa yeah. she's going yeah. to do it you're welcome <laughs> all right uh, i'll do it with you all right i will say you know your part about uh, people with disabilities are just like everyone else uh, absolutely one yeah. of the things we did uh, we took uh, 10 students from flint with disabilities and asked uh, if they wanted to repel over the side of a building and most people had the same reaction, like, no way. Right. Yeah. And so, well, if you could repel for a cause, something that was important to you, uh, what would you do? Right. Uh, and so a lot of folks, um, students and volunteer out in the community at different places. It's a young man that uh, volunteered at the Humane Society. He said, mm-hmm. man, if I could go over the side of a building and raise awareness for the Humane Society and I could save one dog, oh. I would do that. Yeah. And so, you know, for for us to be able to put a spotlight on, again, people with and without disabilities, repelling over the side of a building, overcoming fears. That's what I was yeah. going to say. It's just yeah. showing you can do anything right. yes. you want to do, anything you put your mind to it. And I think that's what, Luke, you and your staff and your mm-hmm. team do such an amazing job is it's almost like when they become diagnosed yeah. mm-hmm. or overdiagnosed, it almost puts these massive limitations, you know, don't. WebMD it, don't Google it, when it's quite the antithesis. It's not it's not a depth sentence. It's not this. It doesn't mean right. that. It means you can you can do whatever you want to do. Yes. You know, yeah. I, I have a child who struggles academically and she has, but she's also had ten major surgeries prior to turning three years old. Studies have shown access, you know, being exposed to anesthesia prior to three. will probably cause learning disabilities. And she says to me, Mom, I'm struggling. I just hate being, that I'm stupid. Like she self-labels. And I said, oh my gosh, quite the antithesis. We will help you thrive. There is ways to go about it. And I think, you know, telling her personal story is so important because when I talk to her educators, yeah, she doesn't fall in this cookie cutter realm. And you are going to have to come out of your comfort zone and help me help this child thrive. Right, but and that's, I get that's the advocacy. This, yeah, yeah this I get passionate. The, they 
they don't see disability like they previous don't. generations, yeah. whether no. it's uh, the Me Too movement. They or, don't. Yeah, they, they are not going to settle for being second-class citizens. They recognize mm -hmm. it. They actually aren't afraid mm -hmm. to announce it, to discuss uh, right. it. absolutely. To have thoughtful conversation about it. But they're also very quick to show you it doesn't define you yeah. and yeah. how to overcome anything. And that's why organizations like the Disability Network came into existence 25 years ago because there really wasn't that point. That uh, voice. And now there is, and we're just really trying to put a megaphone and a spotlight on it. And again, shows like this are so important mm -hmm. for it. What do you What do you need uh, in, in, in regards to your initiative for the year mm -hmm. 2020? Uh, what do you continue to need from the community, from the state? What do you need from people, from individuals, in order to be able to reach that goal? Because you don't want to just be uh, number one in the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. We want to be uh, the, the uh, number one county in the United States. So what do we need as a community to do that? What, uh, what do you need from us? Yeah, and, and I'd probably start with... Um Employment is just one piece of a person's life, and I know you guys have had other um, shows and other uh, guests that talk about people's full lives and their personal lives yeah. and their employment life, and uh, so it's really that full range of yeah. things, and we try and meet people out in the community whether, where they're at uh, with different events, but what the community could really do uh, and step up in a big way yeah. Uh, is helping change that conversation around disability. Just the, the conversations narrative. today, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not taboo to have these conversations. Um, for employers, there's this uh, fear around hiring people with right. disabilities. Right. Uh, yeah. And again, the more, you know, just think about... The more um, we mainstream it, the more yeah. it's in our everyday narrative. Recognize it. Yeah. Imagine you're yes. a, a CEO of a company and your top 50 leaders self-disclose that they're LGBTQ, would that change the way you operate as a company? No. No. When you've got, would you be more inclusive? Would you rethink mm -hmm. policies? And mm -hmm. so I think on the disability side, uh, when we get employees with disabilities self-disclosing, uh, having conversations out in the community, being a part of events, uh, getting more comfortable with it, uh, that helps set like uh, role models, mentoring, sure. remove some of that fear from employers. It's amazing. And now, as you know, big, large corporations are using a lot of people with disabilities right. as their spokesperson, Absolutely. as their brand yes. ambassadors. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly... They're hiring models, they're there's runway walks. Which is incredible yeah. to see. It's yeah. really, you know what, it's really inspiring. It's really powerful. And I think, too, with now everything that we have access to, we have access to knowledge. Yeah. And knowledge is power. And there's no excuse anymore for not knowing. Yeah, And right. we know data shows as well. I mean, you even look at the Asperger's um, spectrum. You right. look at autism in children. You look at ADHD. You look at everything that we have accessible. It ties into your point, Luke. We all umbrella. I mean, mm -hmm. the, I mean, I'm looking at pregnancy. I'm looking at PTSD, colorblindness, colorblindness, renal disease. I mean, those are things that need to Shingles. be recognized. All That's exactly the, uh, right. Yes, all of those disabilities listed have been accommodated in a workplace, uh, and right. so, you know, for um, when I think of the employers in Flint, uh, or even you know across the country that are looking for talent right now, uh, there is a talent pool that's available and but you have to 
reach out to folks. You have to make it a real opportunity and, and encourage people with disabilities right. to apply. You know, I, I, we had a conversation earlier about um, uh, a young waitress that uh, apologized for having a disability. Mm -hmm. And that's, mm -hmm. that's not the culture uh, that really values people. That's not right. what we want to. There's and no shame. There's no embarrassment. You've got 100,000 people in Flint who've been impacted by the water crisis. Yeah. And these are folks For that years likely to come. have a disability. As mm -hmm. It doesn't mean they can't work. They can't have great lives. Right. It's not a death sentence. It's just the opposite. Um, it does not define who right. they are right. as a whole. Luke Zelly, how can people get a hold yes. of you? Yes. How can people get more, more informed uh, uh, and educated? Absolutely. So I would encourage anybody that's interested in um, supporting the Over the Edge event. That's probably the easiest uh, website Starting to point. get to. Starting point, yes, yep. okay. So it's uh, the acronym is O-T-E Flint. So O-T-E Flint. Excellent. Uh, so there you can go and find out information how to support uh, folks who are repelling, uh, people with disabilities, or if Over you want to repel edge. yourself. Yes, uh, for we'll a great it. cause. We are going to do it. Uh, We're gonna feel. I'm gonna feel like. Is there a Spider Girl? Does she exist? Spider Man. So yeah, there are some. Uh, last year we did have some businesses toss their boss, where they raised funds to have their <laughs> boss go over in uh, various costumes. Okay. Uh, which is a lot That's of fun. Great. Perfect. Um, and from that website, you'll you'll also find the link to the Disability Network, right. uh, which is disnetwork.org. Uh, D i s n e t w o r k dot org. I want to say also that your social media page, the Disability Network, uh, Flint, uh, your social media Facebook page always, always has, uh, you have a lot of group uh, sessions yes. for so many different things. Um, for so many of these uh, afflictions, some disability uh, networking that you do um, for many of these things. Group support, that's Group support, great. and yeah, you have them all the time. But they're art sessions, they're music sessions. Yes. They're oh, incredible that's and great. fun. Yeah. It could be biking events, kayaking yeah. events, art classes. Always. And even uh, job clubs. But I think uh, that counseling piece and connecting with peers, you know, if uh, – one person who's um, maybe struggled with epilepsy connects with another person yeah. with epilepsy that has kind of been down that road. Uh, they've been successful. It's a great support a tool. It yeah. is. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that peer You don't feel alone. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Chief Amazement Officer, I see That's why right. you have that That's name. That's right. I my can staff, see. My staff gave it to me. Uh, what I will tell you is three years ago when I took over, we changed. Uh, I asked staff, if you could do anything, what would you do? They changed the colors. Uh, to green, blue, and orange. Green is a sense of action. It's orange is hope. I love it. Uh, blue is that trusted disability signal or symbol. Uh, and then the names. So I have a clear objective every day when I go in to make the workplace amazing and have uh, an amazing right. experience for folks accessing our services. Uh, I love that. We yeah. can't thank you enough. Only the beginning. Absolutely. Yes. We have only scratched the surface in discussing this topic and providing more information. That's right. Thank you, Beyond Words, Luke Zelly. Thank you, Lisa Metropolis. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. This has been Kaiba Health and Life.